Let's go, let's go. We are starting Meseches Megillah, the first Mesechta of Kolel, and hopefully the first of many. The learning we will be doing will be Le'ili Nishmas, my mother, Imi Marasi, Necha Bas, Chaim, Zedosh, Bifarlias, Nishmas, and of course as well, we have in mind Le'ili Nishmas, all the Kedoshim that have fallen since October 7th until this very day. And we have in mind it should be as a chus, our learning for the uh, Shmirah of our Achenu Kol Beis Yisrael, our brothers and sisters that are protecting us, our Chayalim. Let's begin. We're on Beis Amud Aleph 2a. The Mishnah states, Megillah Nikres, Biyud Aleph, Biyud Beis, Biyud Gimel, Biyud Dalad, Bitesvav, Lo Pachos, Lo Yosir. The Masechta begins by teaching us that the Megillah can be read. Now, we're familiar, of course, with the days that we read the Megillah would be Yudalad for you know, most places and Tesvav for places that were surrounded by walls in the times of Yehoshua Benun, which we will get to in just a moment. However, the Mishnah informs us that the days you could read are Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, Yud Gimel, Yud Dalad, Yud Tesvav. You can read on the 11th day of Adar, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. Lo Pachos Veloyosa, which literally means no less and no more, but it means not before and not after. Those five days one can read. Krachin, Hamukafin, Choma Miyamos Yoshua Benun. If you have cities, Krachin, which were Mukaf, which were surrounded by a wall from the days of Yoshua Benun, Korin Betesvav, you read on the 15th day of Adar. Kfarim v'yarot, gedolot, if you have villages and big cities, korim v'yodalot, they read on the 14th. Now, it is interesting why it's referring to it as irot gedolot, yarot gedolot, whereas before it said krachin, it sounded like krachin were cities as well. It could be that they're totally different, but there might be reasons for that. However, it's saying that villages, we're assuming it's small villages and big cities, they're supposed to be on the 14th, right? They're not walled. They were not walled at the time of Yoshua Benun. Ella, however, this is the caveat. The, the difference, though, is that the villages, they're allowed to makdimin. They could proceed and read the Megillah earlier, Leoma in the day that they would come into the big cities. And now Rashi explains that there were times and they would come, they might not have anyone that can read the Megillah in their smaller cities. So generally, they would come into bigger cities on Mondays and Thursdays, which were days that Rashi explains, at least from the perspective right now of the Mishnah. This is Rashi informing us, why would they come into these cities? Because that's when they would set up the basin, they would set up the court. And if there were any issues any cases that had to be brought, those were the days that you would go on the on the Mondays and the Thursdays. So now what the mission is going to do is give us pretty much all the scenarios of when the days of entrance into the big cities from the villages differ from either the 14th or the 15th. And the mission is going to give us now six cases. Let's go through all of them and see how it all plays out. So Kate said, how does this all work? How do you have the Kfarim, the small villages reading one day, and then the Yerot Gedolo, they read on the 14th, and the Krachin, and the other cities would read on the 15th. So the first case is this. So if, let's say, Purim falls out, the 14th falls out on Monday. So you would have the villages and the big cities, they would read on that day. Why? Because the, vill- the people of the village were coming in anyways on Monday. Now it sounds like they would not only bring 
if, if you're going to, if they would know they're going to be reading the Megillah to celebrate their Purim, then it sounds like the whole entire village would have to come in to now hear the Megillah being read. Okay, that's, that's interesting. That would definitely be different the day of Purim than any other Monday or Thursday of the year. Okay, so in that case, so Purim falls out on Monday, the villages and the big cities read on that day, the 14th, Umakufos, Umukafos, Chomolamachar. And the ones that were surrounded by cities, they would read the next day, they would read on the Tuesday. Second case, Chalios Boshishi Obravi. So let's say Purim fell out on either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So in the, both of those cases, Kfarim Makdim Leom Haknisa. You would have the villages, they would proceed and they would read the Megillah on the day that they entered into the city, which if it, if the 14th was a Tuesday, then Monday would be the 13th. And if the 14th was a Wednesday, then the day they would come in Monday would be the 12th. Okay. The Eros Gedolos Kornbobayom and the big cities, they would read on that day, either Tuesday or Wednesday. And the walled cities, they would read the next day, either it would be a Wednesday or a Thursday. Third case, Chalios Bechamishi. If Purim fell out on a Thursday, Kfarim Viros Gedolos Korim Bobayom. Once again, the villages and the big cities, they would read on that day because the people from the village would be coming in on Thursday anyway. Umukafos, Choma Lamachar, and the walled cities, they would read the next day, which would be a Friday. Fourth case, Chalios Erev Shabbos. If let's say Purim fell out on a Friday, then in this case, Kfarim Makdim Liom Haknisa. The villages they would read on the Thursday, the day before, Viros Gedolos, and the big cities Umukafos Choma, and the walled cities Korim Bobayom. They would read on that Friday. Main reason for this, and we'll see. Of course, there is a longer conversation regarding such a case like this. But just from what the Mishnah is implying, is that the big cities would also read. They would push back from the fifteenth and read on the fourteenth because you're not allowed to read the Megillah on on Shabbos. So they couldn't read on the 15th because that would be Shabbos. And then, of course, as we said, you can't read past the 15th, so they couldn't read on the Sunday either. So they're both going to be reading on Friday. Fifth case, Chalios B'Shabbos. If Purim falls out on Shabbos, then Kfarim V'Iros Kedos Makdimin V'Korlium Aknisa. Then in that case, both the villages and the big cities, they would bring it back and they would both read on the Yom Knisa on the day that they would enter, the village, the people of the village would enter, which would be on the Thursday, which means that they would be reading on the 13th. Okay, so this is the case in the Mishnah. If it falls out on Shabbos, they push it back two days and read on the 13th on that Thursday. And then, and then the walled cities, because Shabbos was the 14th, so then it works for them, the 15th and Sunday, so they read the day after on Sunday. The last case of the Mishnah, the sixth case, Chalios Achar Shabbos, if Purim falls out on Sunday, then this case, the villages, they would bring it back to the day that they entered into the city. That would be the previous Thursday. So now, if um, the 14th is Sunday, then that means the 13th would be 11. So this is the one case where we have the 11th they would be reading, the earliest you could read. The Eros Gedolos, Korim the big cities would read on that day on Sunday, and the walled cities would read on Monday. Okay, that is the Mishnah. Now let's get into the Gemara. So the Gemara asks the question, From where do we know that the reading of the Megillah can be done on the 11th? Okay, and then we're just going to do one more word of the Gemara. and says, minalan. It says, from where? I mean, the Gemara is bothered by the question of from where do we know that we create on the 11th? So let's just look at Rashi for a moment. This is an important Rashi that will help us understand 
what's going on in these first two lines of the Gemara. Rashi says, perusha. This is its explanation. Minalan, from where do we know that Yud Aleph, Yud Bez, Yud Gimel, that the 11th, 12th, and 13th Chazulakriya is fit that one could read? Why? Why is this a question? Because Because we know in the Megillah itself, it does speak of reading on the 14th and the 15th. But where do we know about this 11th, 12th, and 13th? So what's happening here is it sounds like, as Rashi's explaining the question, we want to have a proof that Yud Aleph, Yud Beis, and Yud Gimel have the same status as Yud Dalad and Tesvav. So then Rashi continues and it says that next word in the Gemara when it says Minalan, he says you have to read it as Bitmi, you have to read it as a question, meaning the Gemara is saying, Hi, Lav Chovahi. We're not, we're not saying in the mission that there's an obligation like the 14th and the 15th as to these being the appropriate days. But rather, we're coming, and, and as the Gemara is going to say, right? the question is, what do you mean from where? As if you want to compare 11th, 12th, and 13th to the 14th and 15th who are actually written in the Megillah. We know 11th, 12th, and 13th back in the Gemara, like it was needed to say later on, that the Chachamim Hikilu, the sages were lenient, Al Hakfarim on the village, on the villagers, Lihios Makdimi and that they were allowed to proceed and read the Megillah early on the day that they entered into the cities. Giving a reason in order that they would have enough time or they'd be able to provide Shispaku, they can provide the water and the food for their brothers in the big cities. Now, just to point out, it says Krachim here. Remember we mentioned in the Mishnah, why does it say Irot Gedolot by big cities and Krachim was the word used for cities that were walled from the times of Yoshua Benun? That's maybe a side point. But you see here, what's the whole establishment of the 11th, 12th, and 13th? It was because the sages were lenient for the villagers so that now here it gives a, a different reason than what we heard in Rashi in the Mishnah. Rashi mentioned they, they came early. They didn't have anyone to read. So they came early on the days where there would be court, uh, the, the court would be held. Okay, and that's what we thought it was the reason for. Like we have a Rachmanus on them that they can read early because they're there and they didn't have anyone in their villages that can read. But here it's saying that there was a specific reason why we allowed them. It's kind of like the uh, the early shift for waiters, right? They can eat early so that they can serve the people. So to here, let the people in the village, let them fulfill their mitzvah so that on the Purim day proper, they can be the ones providing the drink and the food uh, that they would bring into the cities so that people can then enjoy Purim and their su'uda and not have to worry about all the preparations. That's interesting as well. We'll probably get into that later in the Gemara. So... At this point in the Gemara, what we have is here. It sounds like the Gemara starts off with asking, where do we know this 11th, 12th, and 13th? As if the question is like, we should have the same exact proof text like we do by the 14th and 15th. And the Gemara says on that question, so what are you talking about? Where do we know? The Chachamim, there's a whole reason why. The 11th, 12th, and 13th were open because they were lenient on the people from the village uh, that they can read early. So now the Gemara has to re-explain what the question is. So Anan Hachi Kamrinan. So this is really what the question, the initial question was about the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So Anan, for us, and this is what we were saying, Michti, let's analyze this. Kulhu anshe takninu. 
it, it must be that everything that we're learning about, the establishment of Purim and the days of Purim, they were all established, Takninu, from the men of the Great Assembly, the group, the, the original Sanhedrin, which was composed of 120 members. They were the ones who really set into motion all the rules of Purim. Because if I were to think that that if I were to think that the men of the Great Assembly only established the 14th and the 15th, and then also Rabbanon v'ikre takanta v'takinu anshekenes hagadola. And then all of a sudden, the later sages came and they were ikre. They uprooted the original establishment and decree of the anshekenes hagadola. Meaning, if I were to think that the anshekenes hagadola did not establish everything, but rather they only established the fourteenth and fifteenth, and then the sages come a generation, two generations later, or many generations later, and say, you know what? We're going to uproot their original decree and say we can also read on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So that's a problem. Why? That's not. We learned in a Mishnah. Ein bastin, yachol levatel, divrei bastin, chavero. That one bastin is not able to make null and void the words of another bastin, ela im kain, only if godlo mimenu bechachmo v'minyan, only if they're greater in wisdom and in number. Now, the truth is, no based in, I don't think there's any based in which can ever be viewed as being greater both in number and in wisdom than that original based in of the Anshek and Nesagadola. So if it were that the men of the Great Assembly only established the 14th and the 15th, which means that they would not consider the 11th, 12th, and 13th to be the real days of celebration, then there's no way a later generation would come and then establish, you know what, you can also have people read on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. That cannot be because of this rule that one based in cannot uproot the other based in that unless they're greater in number and wisdom. And clearly, this later based in would not be greater than the Anshekhanes Agadola. So it must be that the Anshekhanes Agadola did institute from the very beginning of the institution of Purim that there was this ability to read on the 11th, 12th, and 13th, just like on the 14th and 15th. So now, Ella Pshita Kulu Anshekhanes Agadola. Uh, takinu. So rather, now it must, it's obvious that it must be that the Anshekhanes HaGadol, they did establish everything. So so now we have to figure out where is there a hint to this in the Megillah? Where do we see, where can we see in the Megillah that there was a hint to the fact that on the 11th, 12th, and 13th as well, you are able to read if necessary. So Amar Shimon Bar Abba Amar Yochanan. So Shimon Bar Abba says the name Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, and this is in Esther, Perak Tes, Pasuk, Lamed Aleph, chapter 9, verse 31. The verse says, Purim To establish these days of Purim, Bismanehem, in their days. So he, we break, the Gemara is going to break down this word Bismanehem. means Zmanim Harbe Tiknulahem. It means that they established many times. Many times they established. So, and that's talking about the Ashkenazi uh, Sagadola. They established many times. Of course, this was with the help of Mordechai and Esther. If it, and it's interesting that to really understand what's going on here, it's it's Kedai. It's worthwhile to read through the ninth chapter of Esther. So it says, So So the Gemara asks, Wait, no, don't we need it for itself? The words Manahem, don't we need it for itself? Meaning the days of Purim. It says Manahem, the days of Purim, which will be the 14th and the 15th. 
So the Gemara says, Im Kain, if that were really true, Lema Krozman, then they should say Zman, that it would be Ele, Ha'ele Zman, the time. So my Zmanehem, why does it say Zmanehem? There are times Zmanim Tuva, means a lot of times. More than just those two days, it's more than that. It's maybe uh, the four or the five days. So the Ekatmi Baile, maybe you could say like this, that Zmanehem is still necessary to teach Zmano Shalzeh, Loka Zmano Shalzeh. And I need Zmanehem to just teach me specifically by the 14th and the 15th that the, the 14th is not like the 15th and the 15th is not like the 14th. They have their own separate days. So the Gemara says, if that's true, Im Kelema Krozmanam, if that was really true, that it was just talking about the 14th and the 15th and the 14th, it's not like the 15th and the 15th, it's not like the 14th, then it could have just said Zmanam, their days, because that's plural as well. My Zmanehem. Why does it say the word Zmanehem, which really sounds like it's a really uh, elaborating to more, maybe even more than just two days. So it says Zmanehem, Shemas Kulu. Really, we learn from there Kulu all the days. So then the Gemara asks, Ema zmanim tuva. Why don't you just say that there are many times? Why does it have to say, maybe it could just be, you know, a, a three days. How do we know that it's these five days? So the Gemara says, Zmanehem dumyadizmanam. When it says Zmanehem, it means something similar to the Zmanam to their days, meaning the Zmanehem, which represents more days, is similar to Zmanam, their days of the 14th and the 15th. Ma Zmanam Tre, just like Zmanam, their, their times is two days, Tre, it's the 14th and the 15th. So therefore, Av Zmanehem, so to the word Zmanehem implies Tre, two days. Okay, so now we're up to at least four days. But the truth is you have five days. You have the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and the 15th. So the Gemara asks, Maybe I'll say Zmanehem only teaches me 12 and 13, not the 11th day, but 12, the 12th and the 13th. So how are we going to answer that? How do we get to a fifth day to start from 11 and end on the 15th? So it's Kedamur of Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. It's teaching me like the teaching of Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. How so? Yud Gimel, the 13th day of Adar, little did we know, Zman Kihila Lecholhi, Velo Tzarech Leriboy. It's a beautiful teaching. The 13th doesn't need any extra verse. It doesn't need Zmanehem. Why? Because the 13th, even in the story of Purim, it was the time of gathering for all of Klal Yisrael, right? This was the day when they gathered to fight uh, in Shushan to protect themselves, or even outside the provinces as well to protect themselves. And Rashi explains that because they gathered, then you don't even need anything to teach you about the 13th. It's it's definite that you could read on the 13th because the 13th was the beginning of the miracles happening at the time of Purim. So since I don't need anything to teach me the 13th, I can then apply the words Manahem to mean the 11th and the 12th. And the Hachinami. So to hear, just like Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said, so to hear is man So to hear as well, it's the time of gathering for everyone, especially in the time of the story of Purim, and you don't need any ribuah, you don't need any uh, inclusion from any of Pasuk because it's just known that the 13th, you could read the Megillah as well. So then the Gemara asks, okay, say it's the 16th and the 17th. Why am I only going backwards? Maybe go forwards. Let them read after the 15th. Aye. So it says, The Pasuk says in Megillah, Tes 
Chaf Zayin 9.27. It says, V'lo yavor, you can't pass those days. You can't have anything after. That's the implication of the Pasuk, only before the 15th, not afterwards. Okay. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani Amar. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, he gives a whole other explanation, right? Until now, it was, it was the explanation of Zman Nehem. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani says, I have a different way of explaining it. Amar Kra, the Pasuk says, Kiyamim asher nachu like the days where the Jewish people rested. This is also in Parakhtes. This is Pasuk Chafbez. This is verse 22. Like the days that the Jewish people rested. Yamim, days, kayamim, like these days. Lorabos, yudalafiyudbez. When it says kayamim, that extra ku, like, it's coming to include the 11th and the 12th. So then once again, the Gemara asks, the Ema Tresar, but Tresar say it's the 12th and the 13th and not the 11th. Once again, we apply this teaching of Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. The 13th is a time of gathering for everyone. You don't need a Pasuk to include the 13th. It's already understood. And you could read, of course, on the 13th without the Pasuk. So Kayamim is here for the 11th and 12th. Now we, you realize that the Gemara didn't have to go through a whole breakdown of the word Kayamim like it did by Zman Ehem, where it said, could it be Zman, Zmanam, Zmanim, right? But here it seems like it's clearer that Yamim is two days, and then Kayamim, like two days as well, would increase another two days. The Gemara continues like it did before, and it says, Ve'ema Shitsar Veshivsar, say it's the 16th and the 17th, and once again it says, it says you can't pass the days after the 15th. Okay, so now the Gemara asks, Rabbi, Shimon Bar, Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, my time alone, why didn't Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani use the drasha of expounding the word bismanehem? So he says, the answer is, man zmanam lo mashmale. He says, this whole breakdown of time, times, their times, it doesn't imply this. He doesn't like how the Gemara broke it down or how Rabbi Shimon Bar Abba broke it all down. In the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Then the Gemara asks, okay, so Rav Shimon Bar Abba, my time alo amar mikayamim. Why didn't Rav Shimon Bar Abba say, like Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmani, and use the word kayamim, like the days? So what's he going to respond? That why he didn't expound on kayamim? Amar I'll say to you, that word kayamim is coming to teach me about later generations. Nothing to do with the time they established. Uh, Purim to say that it's including the 11th and 12th, right? It's saying like the days that they had in the future, you're going to do like the days that they had during the days of Purim. Okay, so now they explain why each one doesn't go like the other. And so we have two explanations one from the word Bismanehem, one from the word Kayamim. Now the word continues. This whole explanation of how we got to learning the 11th, 12th, 13th is included in the 14th and 15th that you could potentially read. And it was all established by the Anshe Kenes HaGadola. And I guess the one question we really never got back to is, okay, so then why did they ever really have to have this leniency for the people in the villages if it was always already there? So that's a good question, which we're not going to get to right now. However, Amar Rabbi Baruchana, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, he says, Zudi Rabbi Akiva. All this was in the word, according to Rabbi Akiva, Stima Sa'a, the Darish Zman Zmanam Zmanehem, who Stima means a Stam Mishnah, 
a plain Mishnah without an author. And if you look at our Mishnah, it does not have any name of any Tana whatsoever. So we apply Rabbi Yochanan saying, we say it's Rabbi Akiva. He darshaned out the word of Zman, Zmanam Zmanehem, to teach me that it includes Yod Aleph and Yod Beis. However, the Chachamim, what do they say? They say, The Chachamim say, you only read it in its time, that being the 14th and the 15th. So it's Rabbi Akiva that we were quoting in the Mishnah that had this whole learning of the 11th, 12th. But the Chachamim would say, no, only the 14th and 15th. We don't have these leniencies of extra days. We'll stop here. It's great to start Meseches Megillah together. Yasher Koach.